Welcome to the first episode of Season 2 of the Minnesota Family Law Podcast. In this episode, we will discuss practice development and marketing. And we will get started right after this. Hello and welcome to the Minnesota Family Law Podcast, the podcast by, with, for, and about family law professionals. My name is Tom Tuft and I'm a family law attorney and ADR provider at the law firm of Tuft, Locke, Jerebeck, and O'Connell. This is season two of the Minnesota Family Law Podcast. I had certainly hoped that by now we'd be on the backside of COVID-19, but I'm not convinced we are yet through the first phase. Life is certainly different. I find myself watching the Stanley Cup playoffs at the same time as the Minnesota Twins are entering the home stretch of yet another successful season. These are very challenging times for families. Parents who've had to make decisions that were once very difficult are now finding these decisions are potentially life-threatening. This means that those of us involved in dispute resolution, whether you're providing therapy, ADR services, litigation, serving as a judicial officer, a financial advisor, etc., all of us are faced with new and challenging issues that in many ways our profession has never faced. Season 1 of the podcast was called Practicing in a Pandemic. Season 2 will focus on recovering from the pandemic. This should by, by no means suggest that the pandemic is behind us, but I do think we have changed our practices and put systems in place that allow us to continue to provide services to clients, although in definitely different settings. And these, these new approaches have allowed our businesses to succeed. Personally, I love the people I work with. I have not seen most of them live and in person since March. Previously, we popped in and out of one another's offices multiple times a day. We'd bounce things off one another, congratulate one another on a successful outcome, or commiserate when things didn't go as planned. That collegiality is lost. It cannot be replaced by Zoom meetings, texts, emails, and phone calls. I very much look forward to the day when we will all once again be together. This is the first episode since June 11, 2020, when Amy Krapinski and Victoria Ellsmore talked about their family court jury trial. I am back after a bit of a break, which I'll explain in more detail after we hear from our guest, which I am sure is far more interesting than the explanation of the hiatus and the plan for the future. My guest for this episode has been practicing law for 28 years. Her focus is on workers' compensation defense, but what is of most interest today is that she is one of the marketing partners at the law firm of Arthur Chapman Kettering Smedic and Pakala. In this role, she studies marketing, trains attorneys, helps them develop their own practice and marketing plans, attends local and national conferences on the, t- on the topic, and is a wealth of knowledge. Last but not least, we've been married for 27 years. I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Christine Tuft. This is her second time joining the podcast. Previously, she appeared on episode, 20, or episode 46, which aired on May 27, 2020. I think you'll definitely get something out of listening to that podcast and then listening to this podcast. We hope to be creating a series of podcasts on practice development and marketing. Chris, I want to thank you for coming back and discussing uh, another aspect of uh, marketing and business development. Um, Today, I understand we're going to talk about self-assessment and business assessment. So 
for someone who hasn't put a lot of thought into marketing their practice or feels like they're drifting or need a fresh start, how should they get going? So that's a great question, and and thanks for um, having me back. It was a long walk down the hallway to get um, back here, but um, I am a planner. I mean, you know, I'm a planner. I make lists for everything. Um, I admit I'm a planner. And and years ago, somebody said to me, um, "Planners plan and doers do," and I found that really offensive, honestly. And I and I still do. Um, because I actually think that um, planning and doing are both elements of things. And um, I think that we need to do both. So um, in this um, podcast, and then I think um, a couple others that uh, we're, we're talking about having, um, I'm really going to talk about the elements of developing a business plan and, and especially a marketing-focused uh, business plan. Um in uh, some of the exercises um, that I've worked through with people when I've done this, um, really what it's come down to is I think that you have to do some self-assessment. So there's a, an element of knowing who you are, um, and then there's um, an element of knowing where you want to be, and then there's putting the plan together. So. Um, your plan is going to depend on your personality, your skills, your interest, your practice type, your firm size, all of those types of things. What I recommend is basically a three-step process in the assessment um, stage, and that's a personal self-assessment, a business assessment, and a skill set assessment. And I'm going to talk just briefly about each of those at a high level um, with respect to this um, podcast, but I think it'll help you get started uh, when you're putting together your own plan. So the first first step, I think, is really a self-assessment. At this point in our lives and careers, most of us have at least a little insight into our personality types. And I think this is a key factor in marketing and, and business development. It's knowing your strengths and weaknesses, knowing who you are. So I, I think we see a lot of people who think they're something <laughs> that we know they're not. And it's, it's really um, hard for them to be effective. Um, you know, people try to be either gregarious, and that's not their nature. Um, they try to be uh, act you know, super smart, and they're not, Um, you know, not just lawyers, but certainly in other people. And I think the people who are most self-aware are the best at this kind of exercise. Right. And it's, it's really a lot about being honest with ourselves about who we are and remembering that um, marketing and business development isn't one type fits all because um, you could really connect with somebody else who has a similar personality um, to you, and they don't connect to somebody that has a very different personality. So it really is, I think that you said um, the word well, Tom, it's about self-awareness and about that um, understanding of, of who we are. So, and, and sometimes, you know, it takes some, some hard thinking um, about those types of things as well. So um, I just recommend starting with a personal inventory, a personal assessment. Um, do you like to plan and organize things? Are you comfortable speaking to a group or an organization? Do you like to research and write things? Do you want to be a thought leader on a particular topic or niche um, area of practice? You know, when I think about all the attorneys in my firm, um, you know, and, and the people that have been with me over the years, there have been all these different styles. I mean, you know, someone liked to plan happy hours. That was that was her big thing. 
Um, we now have Allie back who, who likes those kind of social uh, events. We have some people who like to speak. Um, that All the attorneys in, in the firm are, are good sp public speakers. But um, you have Susan, who's kind of gregarious and funny and fun, and me, who's a little more serious and, and uh, uh, <laughs> about it. But, you know, there's still opportunities for all of us to, to do those kinds of things. Exactly. I mean, again, it's not a one-size-fits-all um, type of thing. So um, along with and, and kind of blends in with kind of assessing your personality and how your personality will work for marketing um, is assessing your own skill set including where you have gaps in your knowledge um, or your skills. So um, this is a family law um, focused podcast. Um, so I, I think if you're a family law attorney or someone that um, contributes um, to the family law um, system, assessing what the important skills for being a successful lawyer um, or, or other professional in that system are um, is important. Yeah, I think... Um... You know, first and foremost is interpersonal skills. I mean, you've got to have empathy and understanding of your clients right. and what they're going through, um, trying to put yourselves in their position. I even try to put myself in the position of opposing counsel, you know, seeing what they're dealing with as far as their their client. Or in my role as a, as a neutral, I think, okay, what is this dynamic? What is the family? How is the family operating? Um, you know, how is that client challenging for that attorney? And what can I do to, you know, meet actually both the attorney and the, the client's needs and try to move the case forward. So I think that that is, is a core component. Of course, there's, you know, building your knowledge of the subject matter of family law, which, you know, ranges from, you know, the financial and business understanding to psychology and child development and, you know, all those core things. I mean, you know, I've done a lot of international custody cases. Who knew I'd have to understand our international treaties? And, you know, the Constitution actually does come into play in some of those aspects of family law. Right. Litigation skills, ADR skills, negotiation skills. Those are all skills I've seen you implement um, in your practice. And, in fact, most of us um, use in our practices. So um, really assessing what those skills are. And if you're a younger attorney, that might be talking um, to a mentor or somebody that you like to go to um, to discuss the law and, and to say, you know, what do you think I need to work on? What skills do you think I need to better develop in order to continue to move my practice um, forward? So um, while that doesn't seem like what most people would think of as marketing, um, that's the business development piece of this. If you want the more complex cases, um, if you want uh, maybe the clients that might pay um, at a higher um, rate, you have to have the skill set to go with doing those things. So part of the business planning process is knowing what your skill set is, knowing what you want to be, and then as we put into place different action elements is what you need to do um, whether it's attend a CLE or a certain type of program or whatever, to take it to the next step. Yeah, I remember um, so many attorneys took me under their wing and and helped me. I mean, uh, you know, Andrea Nimi, I spent hours on the phone early in my my practice. Um, she and her husband took us out to dinner even yep. one night. Um, you know, then over time it came became something that she would ask me questions about cases. And the first CLE I did. Uh, was on the new UCCJEA, 
um, which is interstate involves interstate and international child custody. And that law had just passed, and I was invited to to be a speaker at a seminar. And and you know Andrea did that; she created those opportunities. Um, Susan Road, you know, helped me ex- explain to me how to organize a file, and you know, explain to me what what she did, where she, what she kept, where, and how she organized. Um, I you know I came straight out of law school and started a practice, and so I didn't have some of the, that support and those that information. And uh, so making those connections, and that did lead to referrals. You know, a, a cast-off case from Susan Road in those days was not cast-off, but a case that couldn't <laughs> afford her, or maybe it was too far away. You know, it was an East Metro case. I mean, she referred uh, several cases to me early in my career, as did Andrea. Um, so, you know, many of those attorneys uh, were very helpful in, in building my practice. And it, it, it's outside my comfort zone necessarily to reach out for help in that way, but they were always very welcoming. And I even remember Lindsay Arthur at my firm mm-hmm. made himself available um, to you because he had started um, a practice and a business and he was willing um, to answer questions. So um, I think that's that's just true of so many people and um, you shouldn't be afraid to um, ask for that type of advice. Um, the last type of assessment, and again, kind of just on high level um, discussions of each of these, but the last type of assessment that I think is really important is the business um, assessment. So this involves analyzing what kind of work you are doing and where it comes from. And I think it's really important not to assume that you know. So you may think you're doing a lot of a certain type of work when in reality, when you actually um, put the information together, you're doing very little of that type of work. Um, You may think you get a lot of referrals from your website, but when you put the information together, you're not getting a lot of referrals from your website. So this piece involves preparing some analytics. You have to break it down as much as possible. Um, but at a minimum, I think you need to try to assess the type of work you're doing. So for family law um, practitioners, that might be how much ADR, how much divorce, how much child um, custody I'm doing, and then the referral um, source for that. Um, and in trying to put this together, you may learn that you need to find better ways to track this information um, so that um, you can better analyze it in the future. I know we went through that exercise with you and we have a really great database that we kind of have built ourselves um, back when uh, Val Arnold was my law partner. Uh, we commissioned some software and we've keep kept expanding it and building on it. And we never pulled that data specifically. We kept track of it. Right. And so for each case, we knew where it came from, but we had never created the ability to pull it all together and, and analyze it and, and until earlier this year when we went through that with you. And I was, you know, honestly shocked by some of the things. I thought I had more of a certain type of case and less of other types of cases. Um, you know, and it was just good to know. And then, you know, key to what you're talking about is going through where does it come from? You know, if it comes from colleagues, um, some people have great connections with church. Some people have great connections with business organizations, um, psychologists. Uh, there's all kinds of different referral sources and just you know, think what you're doing and what you can do to get yourselves in, in front of them. I agree, and I think that was um, one thing that we learned when we went through that exercise with your firm, um, that some people were surprised how much work they were getting from particular sources, and that made them think about you know, what they need to do to stay connected to those sources. And then again, I think the other thing 
um, that we all discover when we do these types of things is we don't necessarily keep track as well as we would like to. Um, so I think that's a good exercise from, from that standpoint as well. So um, once you've taken these three steps that, you know, look at who you're, who you are personally, what um, your personality type is, looking at your skill set and looking at um, your business assessment, um, then you're ready to start to move on to the next um, st stages of um, business and marketing um, planning. And those will be topics of um, our ongoing podcasts. Well, thank you for joining me again, walking down the long hallway to get to the, the podcast room. Anytime. Um, we'll look forward to talking to you in the future. I hope you found this helpful. I know most family law attorneys don't have the benefit of a marketing partner and the the, the skills and the thinking and the, the somewhat the opportunity to study that. And I uh, constantly am learning uh, new things about that aspect of the business. As, as I mentioned earlier, my last episode was June 11th. That was my 52nd episode. My plan had been to do 52 episodes in 52 days. I didn't quite make it. I took 60 days, but it was quite a run. I was able to do it because, quite frankly, business was down. Uh, my wife and I are empty nesters, and I had some time on my hands. However, as we hit May, things picked up dramatically, and by June, I was incredibly busy on top of a trial at the end of July that, unfortunately, is still not over. For these reasons and others, I have adopted a much more reasonable schedule. My plan is to do one podcast a week. I still like to keep them under 20 minutes because I know your time is valuable, and that format seems to be working. I really appreciate people listening to this. At this point, I have had 1,600 listens uh, to the various podcasts. In light of how valuable the family law professional's time is, it's very rewarding to have received such a tremendous response. So if you are new, a new listener to the podcast, Please subscribe in any of the main podcasting hosts. Most of our listeners come to us through po Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but we also have a th few through Google Podcasts and other sources. Please hit subscribe, but more importantly, please listen. I learned something from each of these conversations, and I hope you will as well. On next week's podcast, Attorney Jennifer Robin and Paralegal Amanda Rock, both of uh, Jennifer's law firm, will join me to discuss how their team has functioned through the pandemic. Once again, we have come to the end of an episode. So to my family law colleagues, I say thanks for listening, and I look forward to continuing these discussions. Now take care of yourself and your family so you can take care of your clients and your business. 